Attention, ditto heads. Attention, Bo Scouts. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. It's time for the soul of excellence. He is a radio host at 77 WABC here in New York. The Rush Hour is on the air. Rush, Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Welcome to your Monday Rush Hour. If you'd like to be part of the program, 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. I had a uh, friend who's been telling me he wants to call into the show, but he says I do the numbers too fast. I said, I'm going to do the numbers really slow for you today. He lives in uh, uh, down in uh, Florida, which is under hurricane threat parts of it. So, 800 that would be eight zero zero eight four eight ay, ay, ay. nine two 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 Sleepy Joe <laughs> So much news we will start it. We're gonna talk about Nancy Pelosi today. We're gonna talk about Gavin Newsom today. We're gonna talk about New York Series the video Curtis sent me. Thank you, Curtis, by the way. I saw the video, but I hadn't clicked through it until I, I got your email, Curtis. Curtis Sliwa, our very own Curtis Sliwa, who's on the air all the time. It's like this name of W-A-B, Curtis. <laughs> yeah, yeah, always broadcasting, Curtis. <laughs> um, and this is one of the worst beatdowns I've ever seen. It happened in Howard Beach, Queens. And it is just horrific. Part of the crime problem, you know, Mayor Adams went over to Puerto Rico to try to pander, show that he cares. Meanwhile, he could fly right down to Howard Beach if he really cared. He could fly to some of the other places where the criminals are still rampaging and terrorizing New Yorkers. And it's not just New York. There's a column today from a Californian, a wealthy Californian, who got mugged outside of his $15 million cribby. And uh, he is really unhappy. He is. Uh, and so the crime, every, de- every Democrat neighborhood, there was a great article. If I don't get to this today, I'm going to try to get to this during the week, about a representative who's running for office, Katie Porter. She's one of these liberals that whines about how college education needs to come down. She taught law school over at UC Irvine, was paid more than $285,000 to teach four courses. Her books, the books that she mandated students read, these books cost almost 300 bucks a piece. She's whining about the cost of college and how it's unfair. And she's one of the ones, her name, Katie Porter, Representative Katie Porter. That's an interesting story. Liz Cheney is in the news again. She, Liz Cheney is just, today's news is Liz says she's ready to go campaign for Democrats. She also says if, if the Republicans dare renominate Donald Trump to become president, that's it. That's it. She's no longer going to be a Republican. Well, that's all the reason I think most of us need to make sure that Trump is the nominee. We'd, we'd be getting rid of... Don't let me go there. Let us start, though, with uh, Governor Newsom. Newsom is out once again trying to pick a fight with DeSantis. He's saying DeSantis, Senator DeSantis is committed some crime. Newsom was on television over the weekend that that uh, DeSantis, Governor DeSantis, has committed some kind of crime with his 
DeSantis Airlines moving 50 illegal immigrants up to Martha's Vineyard. Boy, has this thing really upset the liberals. Have you ever seen them this upset? Maybe when Roe v. Wade fell, but, but they're upset over this Martha's Vineyard thing. It just goes to show you where their priorities are. And Governor Newsom did an article with the Texas Tribune Festival. Well, he spoke at the, not an article, it was an event. He spoke at the Texas Tribune Festival. He says he says Republicans are winning. But that Republicans, he's speaking about you and me and others. We're, we are ruthless, he says. These guys are ruthless on the other side. Where And where are we? We are organizing bottom-up a compelling alternative, uh, alternative narrative? No. Where are we going on the offense every single day? No. So he's chastising his own Democrats because we are so ruthless that they're letting us win. And when I read any Democrat like Gavin Newsom claim that you, ladies and gentlemen, you, the good people of this country, the good people of this city who hold on in spite of everything that's thrown at, at you, the good people that are working in places like Newark, Ohio, and all throughout America, Columbus, and where your names are even under siege. All through, I saw a, a meme that struck my eye on, on Twitter it was the it was a back shot of a man and you could tell he was older in his coveralls and the meme said something to the effect of men and their denims built america a bunch of men in suits a m- bunch of others in suits are trying to destroy it and I, that really says a lot but then you have Gasm Newsom. Gasm Newsom telling us that we are the ruthless people in this country, which follows suit with what Joe Biden has been doing, claiming that, you know, before it was Hillary with you people are deplorables, you belong in a basket of deplorables, and now uh, Joe Biden, you ultra MAGA people are violent, evil people, you're trying to destroy democracy. And now you get Gazem Newsom saying that we are ruthless. We we are the ruthless people. So I'd like to explore what ruthless is, in my view, politically. Is ruthless dismembering aborted babies and then selling their body parts and supporting that? Is that ruthless? Republicans don't do that. We don't support it dismembering aborted babies, laughing in some cases about how you sell their body parts to make money. That happened. It's real Planned Parenthood. Is ruthless urging people to send their minor children across international borders by themselves? No matter the human traffickers that are out here, the evil coyotes, the traffickers, no matter how many die trying to get across the country, how many get lost forever. That's what Democrats support. Like Newsom. Or how about this? 
could Ruthless be forcing people to take a treatment, a medical treatment that could harm them? And if they don't, threatening them that they're going to lose their jobs. That's what Democrats do. And then they won't even tell you the science. How many people actually did get hurt? How many are being science. hurt? They don't want to talk about that. Is ruthless forcing landlords to take losses on the property they own so that they could give other people a break and try to buy votes? Is ruthless forcing business owners to shut down? Is ruthless going to dinner with your friends unmasked in a highfalutin place that most of us couldn't even afford to tip the waiters at? while you order everybody else to stay at home and wear masks. Who's ruthless? Gasm Newsom, who's ruthless? Is ruthless supporting the idea that young children should be sexually groomed in kindergarten, first grade, second grade? Is that ruthless, Mr. Newsom? Is, is, is being ruthless supporting the idea that some young children should be surgically castrated, mutilated, so that they can be part of an ideological agenda before they're even grown enough, mature enough to understand what they're doing to themselves or what's being done to them. Is that ruthless? That is radical. Is ruthless letting criminals run the street? Is is, is ruthlessness... Letting, let's say, an illegal immigrant shoot a woman right in the streets in in your own San Francisco, for instance, right in front of her dad, and then doing everything you can to let the criminal that did this out of jail. And by the way, don't dare say anything about the fact that he is, among many other criminals in your state, a multiple offender of our immigration laws. Is that ruthless? Is ruthless letting homeless people shelter in front of businesses? and basically shut them down and destroy entire blocks, entire swaths of a city with vagrancy that goes unchecked because you're too afraid to actually see to it that businesses don't have to put up with that sort of thing. It's ruthless coming up with some phony mandate that you're going to shut down all gas cars and turn everything into an electric car paradise when you can't even keep the lights on now? Is ruthlessness letting fires rage all over your state and letting people get burned out of their houses, lose their lives, because you're too afraid to take on environmentalist wackos that won't let you clean up the debris on forest floors? Who's ruthless, Mr. Gasm Newsom? Is ruthless banning gas furnaces, water heaters, forcing people, the poorest people of all, to become even more reliant on a broken electrical grid that no one will be able to afford in five years because it will be so overloaded with all the electric cars and all of the other hazards that you're setting up for people? Is ruthless raping the land? so that you can get lithium to put in these electric cars that you dream are going to save society. And that's just getting started. No, Mr. Gasm Newsom, we're not ruthless. 
We want to live our lives in the America that our parents, their parents before them in some cases, and their parents built to be the finest nation in the world that your party is actively and systematically trying to destroy. That's ruthless, Mr. Newsom. So you can talk all you want to about us being ruthless. All you have to do, you want to see ruthless, Gasm Newsom? Look at what you've done to America. Look at what your party is doing to America. Look at what you do to the people that make this country what it is, what it was. Look at how you treat them. Look at the utter disdain you have for many of your fellow citizens. You want ruthless, Mr. Newsom? Look in the mirror. Radio 77 WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is The Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. WABC. Santana brings us back. Santana brought us in. Kevin, let's play it now. Nancy Pelosi, I'm trying to find out where this was from. She was in a room surrounded by brown and light people. That's a little Democrat. You know, they always give you those kind of descriptors. And for a change, the crowd wasn't adoring. She was at a concert, too. She went to a concert this weekend. They brought her out on stage, and she was booed heavily. She started talking about uh, global warming and she climate change. She got booed. But then she's at a group filled with young Hispanics. And I want, this is Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi. All I don't have to say a thing to describe this soundbite. Listen to what happened. talking about do you hear these kids calling her a liar you are a liar you have the audacity to come here and and let's listen to it one more time this is nancy pelosi i have never seen this happen to democrats before That's you, she got shouted down. You are a liar. She's gonna, she's gonna need a drink after that. <laughs> well, maybe she had one. <clears throat> um, oh, yeah, let me go yeah, there. Yeah, Nancy Pelosi. Uh, and so there is also a story. It's either in American Wire, I believe it is. Yes, it is. Here it is. 
American Liar. Biden approval rating sinks below 40%, signaling a potential reversal of a political, quote-unquote, comeback. This is an ABC Amazon Prime Washington Post poll, over 1,000 adults of registered voters. Now, I must caution you that registered voters often react quite differently than likely voters, and there's a huge difference. But among registered voters, these registered voters, 53% of respondents disapprove of Biden's job performance. Only 39% approved. Respondents gave Republicans double-digit leads when they asked who they trusted to handle inflation, the economy, and crime. Now, this is stunning. We've been told all along, the press has been ginning this up, that, oh, Biden's on a roll. Biden has found his voice. Biden's having a comeback. Joe Biden is it. Don't worry about it. The Republican, that's all that talk about a blue, a red wave. This time is not going to happen. It might be a blue wave, blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, here we have Joe Biden with his approval rating sinking. Reversals. I can tell you that Joe Biden was never as popular as Democrats said he was, even when they said he was doing well. On Saturday, here's something else to consider. Have you ever heard of a government agency standing up a new program on a Saturday when government workers are off, usually? A major program? This story comes to us from CNBC, the Environmental Protection Agency, on Saturday. On Saturday, while you were out enjoying, hopefully, your weekend, on Saturday... The EPA launched an office that will focus on supporting and delivering grant money to minority communities. And <laughs> oh, man, the news, the way that they write the news. Is... The Environmental Protection Agency on Saturday launched an office that will focus on supporting and delivering grant money to minority communities. And these, these commun- this grant money disproportionately affected by pollution and other environmental issues. The Office of Environmental Justice and External Civil Rights is made up of more than 200 EPA staff in 10 different regions. They've got 200 EPA staffers assigned to handing out money to minorities. Because minorities are, of course, hardest hit by pollution, according to them. $3 billion. It's a block grant. This was what people passed when they voted for this Inflation Reduction Act. $60 billion. Okay, so dig this, my friend. $60 billion is going to go toward this environmental justice. $60 billion they're giving away. $60 billion. $3 billion they set aside to give to the... Come on, give the blacks and the Hispanics some crumbs. Give them three three billion of it. The other fifty seven billion, we'll never find out how that money is going to be spent. This is a slush fund. That is all this is. It is a payoff. It is a slush fund. EPA administrator Michael Regan made the announcement on Saturday in Warren County, North Carolina, a predominantly black community that protested the operation of a hazardous waste landfill four decades ago and consequently ignited 
the environmental justice movement. So they're handing out $3 billion to black people and Hispanic people. $3 billion, $3 billion that you work for, you pay taxes on, let's hand it out to our pals. This is how Democrats use government. They're giving this money away. This is a slush fund. Give me a little break here. People keep asking about the money that uh, that de Blasio's wife got. Supposedly for the mental health of the homeless. That Those billions have never been seen again. Or millions. That money's gone. There's no audit. There's no accountability. They just take millions of dollars and they spend it on whoever they want to. This is what they do. And Governor Gazim Newsom calls us ruthless. And they're brazen about it. They just put a title in front of an office, hire 200 people. Okay, here you go. Give away the money. Let's turn our attention overseas for just a moment. Have you been following what's going on in Iran with this hijab thing, the burning of hijabs and all the rest of it? A 22-year-old, what do you call a 22-year-old? A woman I know, but she's a girl. I mean, so young, 22. Masha Amini. She was arrested by the Iranian regime's morality police because she wasn't wearing her hijab right. They beat this girl into a coma. She died. Bleeding from her right ear, bruises, multiple strokes. She died from serious brain injuries. They beat her to death because she wasn't wearing a hijab right. There is outrage in Iran. There's outrage in the world. Iranians are protesting, some of them, of course, are being now threatened, beaten. They are shouting, not death to America, they're shouting death to the death to dictator. And they're also shouting no more Islamic Republic. The hashtag, Mashiamini, is trending on social websites. Security forces have been called up in Iran. They're shooting tear gas. They're beating up men, women on the streets. They're, they're arresting individuals. And I have a question about this. Where's the American feminist movement? Why don't we hear from some of the biggest loudmouths in America? You know, the loudmouths that claim that American women are second-class citizens, that it's, oh, that we're in, we're in the midst of a patriarchal society that's terrible. Where are the American feminists in support of these brave Iranian people? As usual, just like they were when we learned that Bill Clinton was dorking the intern. Just like we learned what Harvey Weinstein was doing, just like we learned a little bit of what Jeffrey Epstein was doing, they're absent. They're not talking. Where's Gloria Allred? Where's that woman that couldn't wait to get on the news every 10 minutes whining about Bill Cosby? 
Where are all the feminists? Remember that song from the hippie, the hippie song, Where Have All the Flowers Gone? Where have all the feminists gone? They're absent, missing in action, once again. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley, both Snurley's Rush Hour, coming back, 800-848-9222, 800-848-WABC. We will get to your call soon. Stay with us. Understand each other Since we got to be Let's live I love you Talk Radio 77 WABC It's the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Goes by the pseudonym Bo Snurdly. Rush. Now, here's Bo Snurdly. Nineteen seventy three, Stevie from the Inner Visions album, four Grammys that year. Higher ground. came out everybody was trying to figure out what is what instrument is that it was a clavichord yeah it's a clavichord he still uses them the, the updated versions when he does live performances different than a synthesizer So we have, uh, Kev, wait a minute. There's some other musical history going on today. Abbey Road. What was it about Abbey Road you, you mentioned to me? Thank you, Rich Radabali. Well, on this day in 1969, the album Abbey Road was released. So it was, was the released. release date for Abbey Road. Correct. September cool. 26, 1969. Wow. And we came into the break with Marvin Gaye. Let's get it on, baby. And you said that was number two. Yes, that was number two on the charts in 1973. Wow. And that album, that was the title song for Marvin's album. That was the first release he did after the What's Going On album. So it was What's Going On. That was all social, you know, what's going on, brother. And then it was like, okay, I talked to all the social stuff. Now let's get it on. Let's have some sex. Ay, ay, ay. Well, it's the truth. Yeah, we're the feminists. Okay, we mentioned sound, and we have the other one. I mentioned at the top of the break, I mean, the the, the monologue in the last hour when we played Nancy, that she also got booed at a concert here in New York. And we have that audio, too. So what we're going to do, we're going to play both of them back-to-back. The second one you heard is Nancy Pelosi surrounded by a group of Hispanics and she's trying to pander to them, and they are not having it. But this first happened at a concert over the weekend here in New York. Go ahead and play them back to back. I couldn't talk about it. Yes, you are from the house. I need to thank you. 
Why is everybody booing? I'm going to go home and eat some ice cream and have a drink. I've got more ice cream in my freezers than you ever will. So screw you, kids. (laughs) Right? (laughs) I'm telling you, it's really amazing. Uh, Mike in Brooklyn, New York, welcome you on Bo Snurry's Rush Hour. How are you, Mike? Good, Bo. How you doing today? Good, thank you. Good, good. I'm still laughing at that one. <laughs> yeah, she, Nancy Nancy Lousy got booed and whatnot, but so did uh, Hoko. She was uh, Governor Hoko. She was over here in Bay Ridge two weeks ago at a, a, a music festival in the, in the park, and she got booed from the time she picked up the mic till the time she left. Good. And looks like the Democrats this this. The the Democrats are not nearly as popular as some people in the press would lead us to believe, apparently. Not at all. I mean, you know, the Republicans say, you know, USA, United States of America. The Democrats say United uh, Silly Act Association. Boom. All right, mic drop. Thank you so much, Mike. Do appreciate the call. Let us go to another mic, this one in Manhattan. We go from Brooklyn to Manhattan. Hello, Mike. How are you? Yeah, Listen, I've got a uh, election-winning slogan for the for the Republican Party, and that that's not why I called. But well, then I, let's I, skip I, the slogan and get to why you called. No, why did no, you call? No, the, the slogan is the slogan is is it's the economy, stupid. Oh, gee, that's original. They, they should use. They should use. Yeah, that. they should use that again. And they should use, yeah, they should, yeah, they should use that again. And they should also go back and use Nixon now more than ever. And uh, let's see what else we can do. Tebby Canoe and you too, too. And, uh, you know, yeah. Okay, Mike, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. We never learned what he really called about because he didn't tell us what he really called it about. Let's go to Mawa, New Jersey. And Pam, Pam, how are you this afternoon? You're on Bo Snurley's Rush Hour. I just had a call because I just adore you. Okay, Thank you. playing Santana and my man Stevie. And besides Nancy Pelosi, how does Hillary Clinton have the balls to call 74 million Americans Nazis? I, I, I mean, I, I just, I, I, I don't even know what to say about this. Why well, is look, this happening, though? It's happening because these people are desperate. They see. They're two things. They're not just desperate. They're desperate and they're angry. Do you realize for almost 50 years, Democrats have been telling us that no, 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 Roe v. Wade will never be repealed. And no, 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 we're going to continue to just march on your country and do anything we liberals want. And all of a sudden this year, the Supreme Court has just stuck it to them. Donald Trump, when he was in office, did more for this country in a single term than any American president since Ronald Reagan. And they were angry before he was elected. This Letitia James person with this phony lawsuit. They were, they've were they all been saying even before he was elected, they were going to go after him. They're going to do everything they can. They're angry. They're still angry at Donald Trump for having the audacity 
to try to get a handle on immigration, for taking on China, for trying to actually help American corporations instead of hurt them. And he did that by lowering the amounts of regulation that they have to face and by also lowering their tax rate, which they were incensed over. And look, look, it created a lot of new jobs. He also broke the myth. All this climate change business that they're shoving down, all this this glad money they're handing out to people now, Trump wasn't doing that. He was calling them out on all of it. He was calling out their entire agenda. They were so ticked. They impeached him twice. They did everything in their power. They came up with a phony scheme to get rid of him, that Russian collusion lie. Their whole media has their back arched against them. And they're still angry. And now we've got Joe Biden in here. Remember, he was the adult that was going to change everything. And what has he done? He's run up inflation on everybody. He's made this place a disaster, this country, our economy. He's turned it from a profit, a wildly profitable, a wildly prosperous nation back to being on the economic skids. This, they would rather have this, a country that's reeling, a country that where you owe, older people are, on fixed incomes are having a really difficult time right now. They'd rather endure a country that is not prosperous than deal with Donald Trump. They can't stand Ron DeSantis either because he's calling them out on their phony immigration in ways that they that usually Democrats do the clever stunt if they call it a stunt. This isn't even a stunt. It's just clever policy that DeSantis is doing. They're angry. And then they think after Roe fell, well, we got it now. Our base is going to be energized. But guess what? As we're seeing today, Biden's numbers are still sinking. You have now young Hispanic kids telling Nancy Pelosi to her face she's a liar. We have Pelosi being booed in New York. And I hope you people that had your jobs in Michigan with that evil governor there, Whitmer, whatever her name is, I hope you remember what she did to you. I hope you remember what Gazem Newsom did to the voters of California. I hope you remember what Mario Cuomo and this Hochul person are did and are doing to New Yorkers. The midterm elections are coming closer. And now they're starting to worry. So what do they do? They're going to call you, me, everybody. They're calling us every name under the sun. They're going to try to scare people. They're going to try to make people believe that we're the worst people on the face of the earth. They always do it. But funny thing, this time a lot of people just aren't buying. WABC. James Golden, known popularly as Bo Snurdly. This is the Rush Hour with Bo Snurdly. Rush. Ah, yes. The Beatles. Here come old flat top. Here come grooving up slowly. Got juju eyeball. He won. Holy roller. He 
of course, come together or come independently. Uh, let us go back aye, aye, to aye. the telephones and Don in Colorado. Welcome. Hey, uh, thank you for keeping on going after we lost Rush. And before I get to my comment, what's the fusion piece that you start off your show with? That's called Street Wave, Brothers Johnson. But, thank you. Um, now, we have a respected talk show host in Denver, Colorado by Peter Boyle. has been in the game for years. He feels that the, the, the Republican wave will not be as big as we think it will be, and the Democrats are likely to hold the Senate and uh, slightly take the House, and that we need to move away from Trump, not his policies, and find a Reaganist candidate that can actually unite the people. He really believes this. He believes – I mean, he, he supported Trump when he first came out, but ever since January 6th, he's basically turned on him, and he really believes that the election was never stolen and Trump was honestly clipped. Well, you know, takes all types. That's all I have to say about it, takes all types. I support Donald Trump, and January 6th makes no difference. I believe there is going to be a red wave. I do believe that the Senate's going to be close, but I think we might eke out a two-seat victory in the Senate, maybe one seat. But I do think we're going to take the Senate, and I think we're going to take the the House overwhelmingly. And I'm not going to back away from my uh, support of Donald Trump. And even if you think that the elections ended up the way that they should be, for anybody who thinks that there were no irregularities in this last election, guess again. You know, So if you want to go with that whole media thing that, oh, everything was perfect in the last election, go right ahead. I mean, this is America, free country. Well, it used to be free anyway. So, But, Don, so good to hear from you. And I hope you call him and tell him about me, too. Just turn about. I, I definitely want to tell, tell him about you, and I'm glad you're still doing talk radio, uh, that you're moving forward. So uh, keep on doing it. You do a great show. It's about time you did one, but I, I know you enjoyed working with Rush for all those years. I did so much. Thank you, Don. Appreciate it. Thank you again. Tony in Manhattan, you're on WABC Talk Radio 77. James Golden, a.k.a. Snurdy. Remember, John Katz is up next. Katz at night, up next, right after this show. What's up, Tony? My guy, the second time I call you, and that gentleman says the same thing because I never miss Rush Limbo, the Rush Bowl. And let me tell you something. What the hell this guy, Eric, was doing in San Juan? You know what the Puerto Ricans say in San Juan? Why don't we send our mayors to fix your city? Get out of here and go to Manhattan. I'm glad that we are waking up. The way that people wake up in uh, Italy, we are doing it. And I'm hoping that you keep on going with us. God bless you. Bye. Thank you, Tony. God bless you, my friend. William in Westchester. How are you? Good, James. Uh, I've been listening to talk radio since I was a ninth grader, about 1960, when Gene Shepard was on WOR. By the way, he called New Jersey the junkyard state. Yes. And uh, in my humble opinion, after all these years, when you are together with Stein, it's about the top 1% of all that talk radio I've uh, been listening to. That is a major compliment so much, and I really thank you for it. Remember, Gene Shepard, oh, my goodness, what a talent he was. He was just, he, and, and you know what, he was so conversational. He, could, he was just the epitome of a great conversationalist on the radio. He, he was terrific. He was the chef. Yep, 
That was the ship. Thank you, William. Uh, that is a beautiful compliment, my friend. Thank you so much. Tony in North Brunswick or New Brunswick. How are you, Tony? Hi, Bo. I just wanted to say and say I think that the music that you're playing is awesome. You played the Beatles. You played it um, also on some uh, Stevie Wonder. And I don't know if you know, together they played kind of low-key at the end of their career secretly together, the Beatles with uh, Stevie Wonder. But your music is outrageous. It brings me back to the good old days. Keep Thank you. I appreciate I that. Thank you. I do appreciate that. You know, I did not know about Steve and the Beatles. I do know, of course, and maybe this will jog your memory, that right before the Talking Book album came out, Stevie went on tour with the Rolling Stones, and that was kind of a ha-ha-ha. So it was Stevie and the Rolling Stones on the same bill, and that was for a while. And then, of course, Stevie's career just blew up right after that into, into something that was incredible. Uh, let's go to George in New Jersey. George, you're on WABC, James Golden, a.k.a. Snurley. James, how you doing? That last caller took the words right out of my mouth. Those That music from the 70s and 80s uh, really does make my day. But I, I wanted you. to talk to you about, instead of complaining about all these immigrants coming in through the south border, what can we do to fix it? Now, obviously, we're gonna by the time Biden gets out of office, we're going to be dealt with twice the amount. What if we made them pay their fair share by joining our military forces? Well, number one, if you have people that are breaking the American law, I don't know how many of them would be interested in joining the military, by the way. But number two, I mean, look, I'm not saying no to the idea. I think it bears Mm -hmm. some thought. But this idea that we are overwhelmed. This year, if projections hold, we will have 6 million, 6.4 million people here. They can't all join the military. We don't have the we don't have the wherewithal to fund that. Well, I, we, yes, we do. We print money like it's going on. Wasn't that what Rome did? Kind of, sort of, yeah. And you see what happened to them. But Rome did a lot of other things. I mean, you bring up Rome. Uh, that's Scott, by the way. You bring up Rome. And if we wanted to really talk about the parallels between Rome and America, it would take a two- or three-hour discussion. Let's do it on a Saturday. No, thanks. I think what we're doing here is we're fighting them here, and we're fighting our adversaries. If we got them to join us, they really want to be here. They want to work. Let's well, work. You, you got an interesting point. My friends, that's it. We just get started, and it's time to go. Catch the night up next. James Golden, a.k.a. Sterling. It has been a pleasure. Always is a pleasure to be here for our Monday rush hour. Be back tomorrow, 4 o'clock. May God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families, my friends. We'll be back tomorrow. See you then. Bye. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.